that at the end of chapter 4, that that it comes out that the greatest disease in the world is this person that we've been speaking about, that we said that there are four ways that he's worse than a Balavodazora. And this person, who is this person, you ask? This person is a person who does mitzvahs, but does not do them because Hashem commanded him to do them. He does them to earn favor in other people's eyes. He does mitzvahs to earn favor in other people's eyes. So top page four, the top right here. So this guy is the worst disease in the world. Okay? And in fact, the, uh, the Feldheim, I think, refers to him as a... Um, as a... Uh, some kind of poser. It's a it's great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great um, uh, translation. Uh, but here we're calling him the greatest disease in the world. Why is this guy the greatest disease in the world? Okay, he's doing mitzvahs, but he does them to get to, to earn favor. In other words, the the, the premise that the Chovas had set up at this point is that if a person is not doing mitzvahs with the knowledge of that it was because. He has a resp- needs to respond to Hashem purely out of gratitude. He needs to respond to Hashem because Hashem commanded him to do these things and it's Hashem that made him, but rather he's doing mitzvahs for getting honor. So why is this guy the worst disease that walks the face of the earth and he is referred to as a flatterer, a haughty person, and an enticer. Why is this guy so terrible? So let me answer you. Let me answer you. So I'll give you a couple answers. The Tov Halavonon says, this guy, he only does mitzvahs that bring him honor. So mitzvahs, that's all he does. Mitzvahs of the heart, he doesn't do. Why? People don't see them. So does he have Yeres Hashem? No, nobody sees that. Does he have Avas Hashem? No, nobody sees that. So anything to do with the heart, anything that's chovas halavavas, this guy doesn't do. He only does mitzvahs that win him honor and favor in other people's eyes. And that's number one problem. Number two problem is people are going to watch this guy and copy him. Say, oh, this is how you get honor. Like people look at Joe Biden and they say, oh, that's how you, that's how you get power and money. That's how you do it. You get, you, you get, you get, you, right. Well, first, 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 either win the election or steal the election, right? Then when you do that, then, and I'm talking about when he was a senator or whatever he was, okay? You cheat through law school, okay? That, that worked. Look, Baruch Hashem. He cheated through law school. He plagiarized his way through life. He lies, he cheats, he steals, all right? He sets up foundations. He pretends like he's God's, uh, God's uh, golden child. And, huh? he and he was great at all those things. So you know what? I, if my name was Hunter Biden, I'd try to do the same thing. And look what happened. So same thing here. People are going to follow this guy and, 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 and try and, and, and emulate him. That's a bad thing. Okay? Number one. Um, number two. And this is something I would say. And that is... That he's using Hashem's mitzvahs, which were intended for him to dedicate himself to a Baruch Hu, for himself. 
It's a perversion of the holiest things on earth. It's perverting the Torah and the mitzvahs. That's number two. That's something that I had said. Um, furthermore, um, the Tovel of Anon mentions, you notice there are three, three different words. There's a flatterer, he's haughty, and he's an in, in, enticer. So he's haughty, meaning he's not embarrassed. The Tovel of Anon is he's not embarrassed to make, make himself appear better than everyone else. Right? Yeah, people come to town, they feel like, oh, you guys don't do mitzvahs in Phoenix. What do you guys know? Let me, let me tell you how it's done here in Phoenix. Right? The guys that come from the big cities, right? telling everyone else what to do. They're not embarrassed, don't you know? Maybe there's someone here that knows what they're doing. No. Right? Maybe, maybe someone knows. Maybe someone's <laughs> doing it a particular way. Right? right? That's, uh, that is the statement of the Tovel of Anom. Why would you go calling it enticer? Oh, and why is it, why? Because he entices, yeah. that's a great question. He entices other people to follow him, like Yeravan ben Navat says, and he sins and he causes other people to sin, which is one of the worst possible things you can imagine. That's why. It's a great question. However, one who does not understand the commandments of Hashem and his Torah is not capable of doing his acts for Hashem. He's not capable of doing what this chapter is instructing us to do. He doesn't understand Hashem and he doesn't understand um, the mitzvahs. So how can you do a mitzvah if you don't know who you're doing it for? Shekiven she'enu meivin For as he doesn't know the ways of service... That Hashem wants him, that Hashem has prescribed for him, and the roots in the and their roots in the Torah. In other words, this guy he doesn't realize. Oh, the reason why, as the Chovos Levavos said early on, I have an obligation, and we actually said in in Perak of Shar Bitachon that what that as a response out of pure gratitude, a person should wake up in the morning running to do mitzvahs. You beat my heart, Hashem. You're doing all these things. I should be running to do mitzvahs. Number one. Number two, the Torah says, if I believe the Torah is true, I have to do the Torah. So this guy doesn't know what it's all about. So, Much less will he understand how to perform them properly, namely. So not only is he not doing them, he doesn't understand them, he's not doing them. He's not doing them in a proper way that is, that is meant to uh, what they're intended for, which is to, 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 to do them for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? So he doesn't understand how, how to complete them properly, meaning without, as Tov Levanon says on this, he doesn't, know to, he doesn't know how to do them without any doubts. And, and number one, and he doesn't have to do them solely for Kaddish Baruch The guy's confused and conflicted. Why? Because he's not sure whether he is actually mechuyav to perform them, number one. Nor does he know what is so detrimental to um, uh, 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 I understand the translation. Nor does he know what is detrimental to wholehearted devotion in his service of God, even if he is knowledgeable of God and his goodness. So the Mar Nefesh explains like this: that this guy 
is in doubt if he's obligated to perform the mitzvahs. It, it's suggestive. It's a, it's a, it's a, he's one of the, the lower rungs on the uh, totem pole of people who serve, quote-unquote, serve Hashem. So it's lip service. He doesn't understand Hashem. He doesn't understand the Torah. He never spent time thinking about it. So this guy's in doubt whether he's actually obligated to perform the mitzvahs. So number one, he may not do them. And number two, his doing the mitzvahs will be for all the wrong reasons, as we've just described. He's not coming from a place of gratitude. He's not coming from the place that Hashem, you do all these incredible things for me. You're beating my heart. How can I not respond to you by doing what you want of me? And the Torah obligates me. He's doing it for some ulterior motive, not for Hashem. And number three, his doing, says the Marpila Nefesh, will be by definition, by rote. There's no, there's no neshama there. There's no heart there. His actual doing is going to be done by rote because Hashem is entirely removed from the picture. Says Weitzer, He brings here from Pirkei Avos that the Chachamim say a, a, uh, a ignorant man cannot be a, um, a, a fierce sin and an Amar Oretz an Amar cannot be a Chassid. Okay, so over here the translation is a, is a poor one here, uh, but, but, um, but, but the translation really is a boar is not, can't be fear of a person who fears sin. And an ama aretz cannot be a chassid. Okay? Now, um, same idea here. Same idea here. So over here, um, that his, his, this guy, this guy is ignorant of the relationship between him and Hashem, he doesn't, again, doesn't realize Hashem is beating his heart. Hashem is paying his bills. Hashem is moving his hands. Hashem is moving his feet, right? And then, therefore, he should respond out of pure gratitude to do the mitzvahs. This guy has nothing to do with Hashem. There's no, so his mitzvahs, therefore, have no relationship aspect to them, nothing to do with Hashem. So imagine being married. The wife does every, everything for this, this uh, no-good-for-nothing guy. And she packs his lunch. She actually goes to work and pays his bills. She picks out his clothing. She puts it at the foot of his bed. Okay? She feeds him dinner. She wipes his, his uh, face when he, when he sullies it with his, with his steak that she fed him. And he's busy thanking the neighbor's wife. Where did he find the wife? Like he, has, he has no clue who, who's providing for him, this guy. Right? So this is, the, this is the guy we're talking about over here. This is the guy who is doing mitzvahs all for the wrong reasons, not for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, says Weiter, and this is the major uh, guts of this chapter. So now, he said that one of the things that detract from our Avodah Hashem, uh, namely to do things solely for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is this thing called the Yetzer Hara. Maybe you have heard of it before. Well, you're not going to have heard of it like we're going to hear of it right about now through the words of the Chos Lavavas. Aval Hirhur, and I, and I, uh, a word of caution, um, graphic and uh, controversial Lashonos to come. He says the following There are two categories of the Yetzahara that he, te- that he, that he uses. The Aval Hirhur Yetzer, his Havusai. 
There are two categories. That number one, the Yetzirah will help, will allow, will force us to deal in thoughts which cast doubt on truths and confuse a person's amuna. So that the, that he can uh, can't do any specific mitzvah with the proper intent. So the first thing that the Yetzirah does is it imbues doubts in our amuna, right? That what is what is the amuna? That Hashem is the single source of his entire existence. That Hashem wakes him up in the morning. Hashem gives him power. Hashem gives him sight to his eyes, and all the things that we mentioned—the seven prerequisites to, 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 to putting our betachon in Hashem—we mentioned in the previous shar. All those things, the Yetzer puts doubts. So again, this guy doesn't know that he's living in Hashem's world on Hashem's dime. He's Hashem's servant, so therefore he can't put any any do any mitzvahs properly. It's impossible. That's the first thing. The Yetzer Hara makes it, it makes us doubt these things. Then the second thing the Yetzer does is he comes in the way of arguments and proofs that his zeal and exertion in the service of Hashem, this guy who's serving Hashem, is neither a chiyuv, you don't have to do it, nor is it such a good thing. And he advises him instead to spend his time worrying about this world and the people of this world. So what does he do? He says, come on, <laughs> you know, at some point you're going to have to wake up. Do you really have to learn so much? Do you really have to have so much kavanah when you're davening? Does it really even make a difference that you daven? Does it really even help you? you know, I'm a earn. So the, what does he do? He says, I'm a earner learner. I earn and I learn. Now what does he do? He earns, so he thinks, and he doesn't really learn, but he sits in front of a book thinking about his earning when he's quote-unquote learning. So this guy is so confused, right? This guy is so confused because he thinks that the whole world is about this world. That's what the Yitzhar does. So he puts doubts into us as so far as our moon is concerned. And number two, he leads us to believe that this existence is all that there really is. So now we introduce the fifth chapter, which is the Yitzhahara. Do we have a minion yet? No, maybe. Lavar, we'll just do a little bit. Lavar mina inyan Dimyonim Yoru Alma Shalo Zaharti Mahem Kide Shi Zaharu Mahem Bene Odam Via Levavam Shalim Lelakim. Kamash Amar Chacham, it says in, in Mishle, Yishma Chacham Vayasif Lekach, etc. So he says, I saw fit to clarify for you some examples as it relates to the Yitzhahara. And don't think that this is the sum total of all the different machinations of the Yitzhahara, but rather. I'm giving you some principles and some guidelines. It's a framework that you should use and use your better sense to apply in your own situation, in your own life, because the Yetzirah, as the Tov Levanot says, has countless traps and snares and tactics. And don't think that this is an exhaustive list, but this should be helpful for you as a framework that you'll be able to acquire, says the Pas Lechem, the trait of Zahirus, of watchfulness, which will help us to stay Alert of this Yitzhahara. Vushoimer. Ben Adam says the Kovas Lovavis. 
ra'ui l'choladas ki asayne hagadol sheyesh l'chol ba'olam. Now this is sounds like a horror movie. Ben Adam, man, you should know that the great enemy, hater you have in this world, who Yitzracha is your own Yitzhahara. Yitzracha, it's your own Yitzhahara. Huh? I thought the haters were somewhere else. I thought the haters were my competition. I thought the haters were the guys who speak Lush and Hara about me. I thought the haters were the enemy nations. No. The haters are your own Yetzahara. <laughs> it is interwoven into the forces of your soul. And we're going to explain what all of these are tomorrow, but I just, I'll just read it. They're, they're interwoven into the forces of your nefesh, this Yetzahara. And it is mixed in to the fabric of your spirit. So it's in our nefesh, it's in our ruach. That he partners with us in the guidance of our physical and our spiritual senses. So it's in our nefesh, it's in our ruach, it's in our physical and spiritual senses. And he rules over the secrets of our nefesh and what's hidden deep inside of us. So he's in there, deep. He is our advisor in all of our movements, whether visible or Invisible that we seek to do. He lies in wait, watching our steps to lead us astray. We are asleep to him, but he is awake to us. We look away from him, but he doesn't look away from from us. He masks himself as our friend and pretends to show us love. And just to finish the last line, do we have a minion? No. He enters into the inner circle of our close friends and advisors. From his gestures and his signs, it appears he's running to do our will. But in fact, he is shooting deadly arrows at us to kill and uproot us, God forbid, from the land of the living. We'll explain all of these things tomorrow. Yitzhak Shem.